a text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us both from our reading from Acts chapter 9 and also our reading from John chapter 21, especially where Jesus says to the disciples, come and have breakfast. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever noticed that in many TV shows and movies, the main characters never stop to eat? Especially where there is action that is constant in the movies, it seems that the heroes just never get hungry. They run long distances, they dodge bullets, they endure unimaginable stress, and yet they never eat. I guess the writers and producers of those shows feel like mentioning eating would distract from the real action going on. You might think, then, that the same would be true in this period following the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. There's much action going on in the church in that period. And so you might think that perhaps God would not record any eating. But that is simply not so. All you have to do is read our readings for today, and you will see that eating is mentioned more than once. In our reading from Acts, we hear about Paul's conversion to the true faith. And indeed, it was a spectacular, action-filled day. There was a flash of light. There was Jesus' sudden appearance. There was the sharp rebuke. There was the sudden blindness, the visit of Ananias, and those scales that fell off Paul's eyes on the way to his baptism. Yes, there was a lot of action all that day, and yet the scriptures record that after all of that, that Paul took food and ate in order that he might be strong. It's such a simple action, really, that we might think it odd that it's even recorded in the Holy Scriptures. I suppose if most people were just retelling this story to someone else off the top of their head, they wouldn't even mention that part. But God made sure that it was mentioned. And then there's the account in our gospel reading for us to consider. Now, admittedly, this story starts off with very little action, but then it gets exciting quite quickly. Yes, at first, the story is as exciting as a fishing trip where not even one fish is biting. But as soon as Jesus shows up, everything changes. The action is all around. The fish are everywhere. The nets are stretched to capacity, and Peter jumps right out of the boat in his clothes. But then after all that action, Jesus invites his disciples to sit down and to have breakfast. Jesus gives them simple bread and fish. And again, a breakfast of bread and fish doesn't seem worthy of mention. I suppose if you ask Peter what happened that day, it probably wasn't the first thing he mentioned. But the Lord again made sure that it was recorded. 
So why is it that Paul, after experiencing everything he did that day, still sat down, took food, and ate? Why is it that those disciples, after that miraculous catch of fish and the appearance of the risen Lord, sat down and had breakfast? Well, I would suggest to you this day that the reason is because the resurrection life that Jesus gives us to live is not just something that will be lived out someday in the new heaven and the new earth. It is something that is to be lived out every day right here upon the earth. And living on this earth requires simple things like food and water. You see, if the resurrection and the message of it was going to get to the Gentiles as God had planned for Paul, well, then he would need food and many other earthly things in order to get that to each person. And likewise, if the message of the resurrection was to go with Peter to the Jews and to others as well, he would have to carry that resurrection day by day and meal by meal to them. No, Easter is not just something that means something someday later. It is something that means something right now. Paul's letter to the Romans, he makes this quite clear. He tells us there that our baptism into Christ, which connects us to Jesus' death and resurrection, is not just about being raised up on the last day. Oh, it is about that, but not just that. He says that also if we have been baptized into Christ, then we have been raised up already now, to new life. We are to walk in the newness of life that the resurrection brings each and every day. And so, if that is true, then we also will need not only spiritual blessings, but earthly blessings in order to live this out. So many times we can become convinced that what God is really worried about is simply the spiritual things. We can become convinced that he sort of doesn't care about the day-to-day physical life that we live. Yes, we can become convinced that all he really cares about is that life he will live with us one day in the new heaven and the new earth. But that is simply not true. God wants Easter lived out each day upon this earth. And if we think that that is not so, it can become spiritually dangerous because we can stop associating the resurrection with our everyday life. We can end up thinking that the resurrection of Jesus has nothing to do with the stuff that we do every day. Yes, we can begin to believe that we will just worry about the resurrection on the last day. But thankfully, God never forgets that we need both kinds of blessings. We need spiritual blessings and we need physical blessings. And he gives to us then everything we need. Oh yes, he gives us forgiveness. He gives us comfort and consolation. He gives us life and salvation But he also gives us simple things like food and water. He gives us everything that we need. That's what he did for the Apostle Paul. 
He gave him the forgiveness of all of his sins of chasing down those who followed Jesus through the waters of baptism. And yet, he not only gave him that blessing, but he provided him in that house on Straight Street a simple meal that gave him the physical strength he would need to go out and make that message of Easter known. It's what he did for the disciples following that fishing excursion that was not going very well. Oh yes, he gave them the ultimate comfort of knowing that he was alive, though he had been slain. He filled up their nets with that miraculous catch of fish, but then he also served them a simple meal of bread and fish. He fed them body and soul in order that they might go about the work to which they had been called. For he knew that work would take their bodies and their souls to accomplish. Now God has not called many of you to be apostles sent out to distant lands to proclaim the gospel, but he has called you to many holy and important tasks. Yes, he has called you to live as a father or a mother, as a son or a daughter. He's called you to the work of your daily occupation. He's called you to be a member of this congregation. And the hope that you have because of Jesus is to influence everything you do in all of those places each day. And if that is true, then this sermon alone will not suffice to get you through. No, you will also need food on your table, and you will need many other earthly blessings as well. And God has promised to provide those things to you through the daily bread that he has promised. No, our faith is not just for some other day. We don't just check in here on Sundays and then wait for the last day to come. No, we are to walk in newness of life each and every day of our lives. Oh, sure, we long ultimately for that day when we will be spiritually where all the action is. That time that we heard about in our reading from Revelation where the angels are all around and everyone is singing to the Lamb of God. But until that last day, we are also to live out that same hope upon the earth. And so God has promised that he will get us through that time as well with joy. So if you have forgotten that the message of Easter applies to your everyday life, then repent. If you have forgotten that the daily bread that comes upon your table is provided by God, well then repent. And if your life in many and various ways has not lived up to the newness of life to which Christ has called you in your baptism, well then repent. Repent and Christ the Lamb of God will give you everything you need. For by his cross he has ransomed you to be a part of the people of God. By his resurrection he has made us all together a kingdom for God and individually priests within that kingdom. He has promised that we will reign upon the earth and that we will have everything we need. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is he, for he gives us everything we need to live out Easter each day.
He gives us spiritual blessings. He gives us physical blessings. He gives us everything. Amen.